I mean, this is going to be a really long episode, though, with the trip report. I know. Too soon. Howdy, it's Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, and this is episode 167 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Eskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? I'm here. I have my health. It's, uh, that's it. That's all, that's all you can ask for. Yes. Yeah. You know, you've got everything, is what I'm hearing. I don't have a trip report. No, no, no. That, that marketing was under very strict orders that we need to go through the history you know, for okay. our sponsors before we get to the trip report. Okay, so yeah, sorry. We have an epic trip report coming, so stay yes. tuned. That's right. After the ad break. We're going to be Chickies talking about Raycon Chickies earbuds. And... I don't know. What's... We've already done this Ray- joke. Raycon? I already... I only get that from people whose Facebooks have been hacked. <laughs> <laughs> from like uh, knockoffraycon.com or whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. What happened in 1867, Craig? Nothing. I couldn't find anything. Usually I can find some crumb, some image on I know. Reddit. Not even a picture of a cow from 1867. Nothing. Uh, yeah, I found something that was wrong, I think. Something that hinted about the Dennis Hotel. But we've already talked about the beginnings of the Dennis Hotel. Yeah. And I refuse to go back I in time. I believe it was and... later than what we said. Yeah, no, impossible. When was that? 1861 or whatever? It was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Episode wise. So 1967, can we just skip a hundred years forward and go straight to 1967? That's what the people want. The Holiday Inn, it says Atlantic City's first Holiday Inn was built. I guess there have been multiple. Opened in 1967, only lasted a dozen years, closed in 1979 because casino gambling was on the table and everyone was buying up all those beachfront structures trying to build casinos. Especially gentlemen's magazines. Yes, so this was going to be the penthouse casino. Had to be a uh, rival of the Playboy Casino, of course. Yeah, I don't know if this is actually related to that. Uh, I don't know, maybe not. (laughs) I'd like to think it is, though. I'd like to think it's like a smutty magazine war on the boardwalk. Yeah, I mean, it said the owner. Was it Larry Flint? It was not Larry Flint. (laughs) And now I can't find it, and so it's making for really great, great content. (laughs) Um, Guccione, we'll say it's Larry Bob, Flint. Just call him Larry Flint. Bob Guccione, <laughs> a.k.a. Larry Flint. <laughs> <laughs> it closed in 1979. The penthouse casino was planned. Construction was never finished. So the old husk of the Holiday Inn was left sitting there for another 10 years. And then it was bought by Trump in 1989 and renovated to become part of the Trump Plaza Friend of the podcast, Donald J. Trump. It is the building that the Rainforest Cafe is in. That's all you need to know. When you look at the picture of this building in the link that I'll send you, what sticks out to you? Uh, I mean, the picture that's in this article is really just the Rainforest Cafe, but these are very weird, like, fake balconies that aren't balconies, obviously, because they have no railings. So the Holiday Inn, this article says that the Holiday Inn had private terraces, so I'm guessing that it used to have these balconies and that they got rid of them when it became a casino. Mm. And I've always thought that every time I've walked by this building, I've been like, I bet those used to be balconies before this was a casino, or they were planning to build balconies and they were like, oh no, this is a casino, you can't do that. I mean, they have balconies at the Cosmo. 
They do, but that was supposed know. to be condos, I think. Yeah. I don't know how many people jump off those, but we never find out about it. I don't I don't hear about it. So, I mean, apparently a lot of people jump off uh, out of the atrium uh things at the Luxor right into the lobby. Ooh. And that's a big problem because no, it's not... a very public place to do that. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you could do that... yeah, you could just go right up to the top of the diagonal elevators. That's no, not good. Gruesome. Yeah. Gruesome, gruesome stuff. Uh, so that's, you know, some good Trump Dark. Plaza content. Do for a win has taken a turn. Yeah. And it will continue on that turn as we get into the next segment. So, yeah, the trip report, as I recall, just to give the background, me and you were going to go to Atlantic City this last weekend, and then you ditched me for your wife, so let me know how that went. Karma kicked me square in the balls is how that went. Around, So we were supposed to leave on Friday, and... Friday morning, my wife woke up like, I'm not feeling so good. I was like, this is bad. And she went to the doctor and got a prescription. And we were like, okay, we'll just go later. We were planning to go in the evening anyway. It'll be fine. And then she got a prescription for an antibiotic and had an allergic reaction to the antibiotic and got much, much worse. So it was stringing me along for the whole weekend. You know, meanwhile, completely ignoring my wife who's in agony this whole time, having an allergic reaction and just thinking like, come on, let's go. When are we going to Atlantic City? Just kept thinking like, okay, well, maybe we can go tomorrow. Maybe we can go like later in the day and at least get a dinner and a, and a night. And then it was just pretty clear, probably around 10 or 11 a.m. on Saturday, that this was just not happening. So I called the Tropicana and said, we need to cancel. We are very sick. And I think they just assume that's COVID and then don't charge you the $50 <laughs> uh, cancellation fee. I don't think they charged us, but I haven't checked the credit card. So, certainly when I checked out early from the Caesars on whatever, like March 18th, 2020, they did not charge me anything. They're just yeah. like, yeah, that's probably the right choice. Well, I went to do it online and it was it came up with a big warning that's like, you're within the window. We're going to have to charge you $50. And I was like, let me just call and see what happens if I call. And they did not say anything about $50. So yeah, I'm hoping they did not charge me anything. I mean, it is sort of in their interest as well not to have incredibly sick people turn it yes. up. So. But, you know, never look a profit center in the mouth, I guess. That's true. I mean, one thing that happened is I called on Friday and canceled Friday night thinking we'd still go Saturday. Foolish. And so in that time, though... So naive. I know. In that time, I had gone from diamond to gold, but was still awaiting the match back from Wyndham to be diamond again. So it was going to cost me $32 and whatever cents in resort fees for the room. And I was like, ooh, this, this, this room change is really costing me. Now today, I'm back to, go, to, to diamond again. So no, I can, I haven't checked, I can book I haven't totally checked. free rooms again. So that's good. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was sad. I you know I was excited to go stay at Trop. And I think there was a time period where you could have been like, you know what, my wife's not doing great, but she's probably gonna make it. I can still salvage this weekend by calling up my buddy Kyle and going to Atlantic City with him instead. That's true. I actually sort of thought about like, what would she say if I just sort of like left. Not just left, but asked like, hey, you know, the kids are at the in-laws. I've got the room. What if I just went and, you know, pulled some penny slots for a couple hours and then came home tomorrow morning? But I didn't go for that. You, know. you probably made the right choice. I think that was probably the right choice. Yeah. She's yeah. still not feeling great either. So it's it's been a long, uh, it's been a long one. It's antibiotics. Don't take them. Yeah. Modern medicine is just bad. Vaccines. Don't do that either. 
<laughs> Isn't this what Joe Rogan got in trouble for? Yeah. No, this is not at all what Even Joe Rogan got in trouble for. <laughs> friend, no, no, no. We, we won't go there. Friend of the podcast, Donald J. Trump, says you should get your vaccine. So That's a good point. And if you're brilliant enough to build the Trump Plaza. Out of the Holiday Inn, no less. Out of the Holiday Inn. So that's that. It was sad. Mm. Let me tell you, I had a lot, a, lot, a lot of good times at that Starbucks. That's true. I did. And bathroom. Yeah. We've talked about that a bunch of times. But Starbucks and bathroom. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about our failed trip. Other than that, you probably were using some sort of voodoo doll and... That's true. Made it so that my trip didn't happen. If if you don't know anything else about me, no, I am extremely vindictive. Yes, I do know that and, about you. Yes. I was just like... Full of rage. Oh, uh, no. Full of like, just like ecstasy when you're like telling about, telling me about how badly the weekend's going on Saturday <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. I didn't even update anything though. Like I didn't tweet or anything like, oh, trip's no. not happening. I was just like, whatever. I can't even be bothered yeah. to do this. This is nah, too that's sad. Fine too sad no no very well i hope andrea feels better and i am sad that you could not make it we have other sad news but i'm really happy (laughs) are you also happy about our favorite place to use the diamond celebration dinner (laughs) number one diamond celebration dinner location in beautiful harris or uh, atlantic city the rum point crab house where we went to use our diamond celebration dinner just a few weeks ago it's probably more than that now has closed it closed on february 1st the website says closed for the season i have questions about this okay when we went it wasn't like bustling or anything but there were people there yeah they were doing a business like it was already only open on the weekend right yeah like how much can this really cost yeah i can't imagine that it was like unprofitable for them to run it on friday and saturday only especially like unless they're gonna put something else there which i'm sure they're not yeah, I mean, certainly not until April or May at the earliest. So I, I guess the question is, you know, does this actually reopen when more people are going? I think the weekend visitation is still pretty high, though, so I don't know. Yeah, no, it was totally fine when we went. Uh, so I, I actually thought the food there was pretty good. I mean, granted, I don't know how I, I would have felt if I was paying full fare, but... Oh, yeah, except for the biscuits. Don't get the biscuits. Yeah, the biscuits were horrible. So I'll, I'll give a huge tip of the cap to EAC, Everything AC Casinos Facebook group member Erica R., who posted this all the way back on January 22nd. They had a sign up saying they were closing February 1st. Apparently, people were asking the staff there when they would reopen, and the staff was kind of like, really? Come on now. You know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> so not a lot of optimism about any sort of reopening. But it's I don't the first know. time we'll I've see. heard this this name, but I'll keep an ear out for more Erica R. references. Maybe she could be the new Megan K. Maybe. The other thing, well, there's a couple other things also worth mentioning. We had the Jingle Bell Bar at Ocean. That has long since gone because of seasonality. But it's February, and Resort is trying their hand at the pop-up bar thing, yes. and they have renamed Bar 1, which is right there on the casino floor, the XO bar for the whole month of February. So don't think that February 15th comes around next Tuesday. It's done. No, you have until February 28th to go see the pink and white froofy stuff on the ceiling, get your Valentine's themes, cocktails. And I don't know. It, it looks mostly the same to me, but with some decorations, 
I, obviously because I'm a very important person and I'm on their press list, have gotten many emails about the Exobar. Or because I'm a registered player at Resorts. Uh, I'm jealous. Uh, Ocean never said anything back or, or approved my request to oh, be in, in the press corps. And I'm, I We've jilted. never said anything other than good things about the Ocean. I'm surprised yeah. that they wouldn't there was chauffeur a- us straight to the front of the line. There was ocean official news. They have, they have a new general manager. I didn't put his name down because I, I knew that it, there was nothing worth talking about. There's because... certainly nothing I care about. <laughs> but, yeah, you can go to the Exo Bar in February. That was a place that I was hoping to go because we were going to go to Dockerty's for happy hour. And I was like, I'll walk by and check that out and check out what the Valentine's cocktails look, look like on the way out. No. Just another disappointment in a line of many disappointments. Well, I would still go to Dockerty's with you because it's delicious. Not even I would like to go to the Exo Bar with you because I feel quite jilted right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, if not, otherwise, I would be totally in. Yes. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, maybe next year you'll have had a full year to get over it, and we can both go to the Exo Bar together. May 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 I ask you once again after you have jilted me last time? But I am like a Stockholm Syndrome victim or whatever. <laughs> I just will keep coming back for more when we are going to Atlantic City. Don't you have a bunch of stuff in like February and March and uh, April? The, the next two weekends certainly are not good. But I'm free the last weekend in February and then like... No, that's everybody's birthday. One, one of the weekends in March. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know you're going away. In March, um, at go, some point. Going away the first couple of weeks of March. March 26th weekend. I go to Europe not too long after. Yeah, 26th should be fine. All right, done. You have two full weeks. Yeah, for, no, no, no. 26th Europe. is good. 26th is good. Okay. Seems totally... I can't imagine anything that would come up, especially... Especially when you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to go with my wife. <laughs> I should mention the in-laws did say, well, we'll take the kids again sometime so you can actually get your trip. Oh, I know. you're killing just, me. <laughs> just go when I'm uh, in, you know, Florida or whatever. Yeah, I would hope that that happens before March 26th. I mean, come on. March 26th is definitely going to be when you plan your anniversary trip. And guess what? I'm coming too. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you had your opportunity to go without me, but you've lost it. <laughs> we'll all be at the Exo Bar, except it'll Maybe. be long, long closed by then. Do you want to talk about this Hard Rock thing? So, I don't know much about this, though I am outraged only from what I read. The Hard Rock has apparently put up signs saying only Rock Royalty and X card holders can enter the High Limit slot room. So if you don't have either, you need to talk to the host at the podium. So I I have questions. Like, so are they checking cards there or? Yes. So this was posted by the legendary David Wong in the AC Adventures with David Wong Facebook group. Uh, I think in response to people's complaints about it, about the change, saying, hey, I tried to go into the High Limit Lounge and they asked for my Rock Royalty card and I didn't have one. And so they said, get lost. Apparently, you can just say, like, hey, I'm actually here to play. I'm not just here to, you know, lollygag and look at other people playing, and they'll let you play. But I don't know how you feel. I would be like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I like, I have played many, many times in the Hard Rock High Limit Room. A, because it's, like, by far the nicest slot area in Hard Rock, because I hate Hard Rock. But <laughs> And, like, B, it has, like, I don't know, 8-5 or something, which is, like, the best odds in Hard Rock. At Video Poker. Yeah. yeah, the video poker is not great there. It's it's bad. 
I mean, it's a bad casino. What can I say? But <laughs> yeah, this is outrageous. And like, it only cements my feelings that Hard Rock is a bad casino and people should not go there. So my understanding is that there was like a panhandler problem. Uh-huh. People going in and asking people for but money. That's, I understand. And like, that is a bad thing and it needs to be addressed. But like, I don't think that the, the medicine is appropriate for the disease here. Yeah, I agree 100%. I couldn't believe it when I saw that this was the policy and and that people were getting rejected. And I don't know, you know, I I get the argument like, oh, well, you can go talk to them and they'll let you in. But you're cutting off a bunch of people who maybe don't come to AC that often or are just checking out your casino because they're coming from Borgata or whatever and don't have an, a, a, a Rock Realty card or an X card. But want to play at I Limit Slots. Like, there's no reason to cut it off like this when you can just, you know, be more vigilant about kicking out the panhandlers and stuff. And, like, the one time that I could remember getting panhandled in a casino, like, it was at Trop, kind of in the corner, walking down towards the casino or whatever. I understand, like, a lot of people very much do not like being panhandled or whatever because it makes them feel bad. I don't care. But so, like, whatever. I was just like, no, I don't have anything for you, dude. And then, but by the time I got to, like, there's kind of fountains down at the bottom on the casino end of the quarter. By the time I got there, like, I heard one of the security guards be like, there's a panhandler, like, up in the quarter, like, on the radio. And he started sprinting up that way. So, <laughs> like, this could be taken care of without this ridiculous policy that makes no sense. Unless they just truly want this to be a more exclusive place. And, like, they think that their big players are going to be much happier just having less people in there. Which they very well may, but... It makes it be a place that I don't want to go. I guess I'm trying to look at it from from the standpoint of a frequent hard rock high limit player. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like it would be a huge turnoff to have someone standing there watching you as you play. Oh yeah, it's fifty dollars spin or hundred dollars spin slots. Deeply right? annoying. Playing, I understand. Like that's horrible. And especially if you're playing for huge sums, you know there have been stories, a couple of stories recently, of people following someone home from the casino and actually killing them yeah including Meyer Lansky. so oh good point that's three actually um yes. but, you know that was very recent in 1920 <laughs> whatever but so i i understand the concern but then you're like paying somebody to stand at this podium the whole time when how big is that area you know how how hard would it be to just have a security person in there being more active and and booting people out of there as needed so, yeah, it just seems weird to me. And then the other, or, I don't know if you want to move on from this topic yet, but. Oh, no, I'm happy being outraged. Um, there's another thing at Hard Rock that changed a little earlier, maybe two or three months ago, that they're stopping the comped drinks at Video Poker at Center Bar and Lobby Bar on Friday and Saturday nights. So, you know, basically the peak times, they don't want somebody sitting and just slow playing quarter video poker like I do. Although I'm sure I actually play fast enough that it's fine for comp drinks. But, you know, sitting there and listening to the music and getting comp drinks. But I haven't seen any, like, absolute confirmation from of this from people being like, hey, what the hell? I went and tried to play video poker at the lobby bar and I couldn't get any comp drinks. But multiple people have talked about it as though it is definitely the policy. So I'm not questioning it. I plan to check it out this past weekend and alas another thing on the list of things that did not happen that also i i was already outraged about that and this seems like sort of a similar move or like in the similar vein 
Are you getting on my bandwagon that Hard Rock is a bad casino and people should not go there? Uh, I mean, I still like it for a lot of things, but one of my favorite things about it was going and sitting at the Hard Rock Center Bar, playing video poker, getting comp drinks, and listening to the music. And if you take that away, like that's a big incentive for me to go. And I know it's probably not a big moneymaker for them, like in terms of, you know, if I'm sitting there and playing $1.25 a hand and getting comp drinks, like their expected take on that is is pretty low. But it's frustrating. I Like as a player who likes that property, it's very frustrating. And all these little changes, I just keep thinking of the, the line, are casinos thinking from an old you can bet on that episode? I just, it does not seem like Hard Rock is thinking. For me, a big thing was, and I don't know how many years ago this was, but it was quite a few years ago, probably before COVID, when they got rid of like all the nice beer in the Asia Room, because that was like a a huge draw for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Asia Room is still like extremely nice, it must be said. And like, I personally am someone who does not care if he's drinking Miller Lite or (laughs) a nice beer, but I understand that a lot of people do enjoy nice beer and do not enjoy Miller Lite. Was that that they got rid of it in the Asian room or that you dropped from Rock Royalty to regular No, stats? they got rid of it in the Asian room. Oh, huh. Interesting. You used to be able, in the Asian room, I think you had the same selection that you would have in, like, the high limit area at Hard Rock uh, before, and they got rid of that. Yeah, it's disappointing stuff. I mean, the Asian room is still nice. I, I will say that, but I don't know. I just don't. Am I going to go to Hard Rock this year? Seems questionable. I would only go, I think, if you dragged me there, more or less. Yeah, I mean, I would be very sad if I didn't make it to Hard Rock at least once this year, but maybe I'll go and... Also, they comp you a lot more generously than they comp me. That's true. Which is strange. Yeah, I get a decent number of Friday nights, so... I get nothing. I don't think I get weeknights comp there, so... Wow. And I put up plenty of play there, honestly, I think, so... I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's always in short spurts, so I don't know if that affects it, but... Yeah, it's weird considering just the denominations that you and I are playing in. You know, even if we're playing the same thing, the speed that you play (laughs) versus the speed that I play for me to be getting better comps. No, I I don't know. Hard Rock is just a frustrating place. I feel like they didn't really put a foot wrong in a lot of their player relations decisions for the first couple years that they were It was amazing. I mean, I still didn't like the casino floor was very bright, as I've said many, many times. And I don't love it at all. And I feel like the slot area is like a bit crowded a little bit, but certainly they did everything right kind of early on. And now it seems like they are kind of going down the MGM Borgata path of like trying to do as much as possible wrong. Yeah. And and I don't understand with the video poker thing, like other people have solved for this, like make it a ticket system, make it a green light, red light thing. Like, I, I don't know if you just don't want your bartenders to have to play the police on that but like this is a system that people are used to now and they are very accepting of like right just put it in place put it in place only friday and saturday nights and say like it's there's nothing to police if it's like a red light green light thing the bartender can just be like your light is red you're not getting any drinks right yeah i don't yeah i don't know like there's no policing necessary it's not like masking or whatever where they have to proactively go over to someone and be like put your mask on yeah, I know it's it's weird. It's so weird. And it's it's especially so weird like I said where they started out and they were matching to rock royalty and they were giving free nights to people who matched in and and doing a lot of things to get people in the place. But I guess, you know, similar to Borgata, they're doing very very well and now they right. can start to sort of make these decisions and see if they actually affect the bottom line. Have so. we talked about 
Borgata recently. You did the most frustrating thing about Borgata is like in all of my mailers, I get stuff that's like you get basically, you know, Sunday through Thursday comped or whatever. Log into the website to like look at your comps. And every time I log into the website, I have zero comps on the calendar, and it makes me so irrationally <laughs> angry. Yeah, that's a good point. I th- I like, get that I, somewhere. I oh, I get that at resorts. I get resorts emails saying that I get. I think it's Monday through Thursday comps, but when uh-huh. I actually click on the the links, it doesn't give me any comp options. So the worst similar situation. But yeah, that stuff's really frustrating. Just, it drives me crazy. I mean, I know with resorts historically, like if you call, right. It, it might be that way too for Borgata, but like certainly, surprised. like I've gotten comps through the website at Borgata before. Like right really? now, like I have comps. It seems like whenever I want at Golden Nugget, which I don't know if we've talked about on the podcast before or not, but it's like very clear that like you have to call in for that. I think they're probably the last property in Atlantic City that's that way. But <laughs> yeah, but at Borgata, it's it says on the mailer like to get your comp rooms or whatever like go to the website and log in and then there's no comps yeah i mean it's mgm rewards it's not golden nugget it's not it's not resorts this is a big place with a ton of properties so yeah our casinos thinking (laughs) episode 82 of you can bet on that all right so i i I think we talked about this a little bit last episode which was you know running a bit long but i had some content that I don't really think there's a point to, uh, just mostly to make Craig feel bad. So I deserve it. So the Philadelphia Eater website has the top 10 restaurants in Atlantic City. And I wanted to run them by you to see how it made you feel. And by the way, the answer is going to be pretty bad. Because I haven't been to any of them or because I don't like some of them. So no, 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 no. Last updated June 13th, 2019. So that'll okay. give you some, some indication of why you may feel bad because it may or may not be true that a lot of these restaurants are going to be oh, closed. No, the continental Budokan. <laughs> no. Okay. Let's so, see. but, but we'll go through the list and we can talk a little bit about like what properties or restaurants you think need to be on the list that aren't and like, you know, appropriate ones. So. And by the way, they go out of their way to say that the order of this list is basically south to north in Atlantic City, so they're not in any particular okay. order, really. So the first one is knife and fork, which I agree. I think if you're talking about Atlantic City, you probably have to have knife and fork on the list, right? Any complaints? Yeah, I haven't been. It's very historical, though. I know. I think your brother didn't love it, but I, I feel like if you make a list of top ten restaurants in Atlantic City, you have to include knife, knife and fork. Yeah, like it at least has to be an honorable mention of like this place has been here forever. Right. And when people talk about Atlantic City restaurants, knife and forecast to get a mention. All right. So going just up the boardwalk, number two, it is two properties, both in the Tropicana, Alan and Okacha. Oh, uh, yeah, that's painful. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Agreed. Hurts bad. I mean, they definitely deserve to be on they the were, list. They're both fantastic. Did you ever go to Okacha when it was open? No, Because I, I know I went one night at like midnight when I was drunk out of my mind. It was always very high on my list and I never made it. It was good. It was very good. I mean, again, I was drunk out of my... I think you you guys had left like the night before me that time, which is rare because I usually would get there before you. But yeah. It was good. And it has a picture of Olan and it's just beautiful. Uh, anyway. So that's fine. I think I think given the time period, that, that is very appropriate. Number three, just up the boardwalk from that, Shifola's. I think you, you have to include it, obviously. Yeah. Neither of us have ever been, though. Right? I've I've never been, but yeah. I mean, I think it is probably the most iconic restaurant in Atlantic City. So, 
like most people would consider that the number one. So number four, Doc's Oyster House, just kind of a little bit up Atlantic Ave from that. Yeah, definitely. No complaints. Nope. Yep. Good. So number five, and I think this is an interesting one that I don't think either of us have been to, but I have heard of it. So Pancho's Mexican Taqueria, which no, as far as I know is still open. Have you not heard of it? No. Uh, it's right next to White House. Oh, okay. So my complaint already about the list is that we're now north of uh, Bill's. Bill's Euros of Lockie. <laughs> no, we're not. Should have White been House, on the list. White, White House is definitely farther down the boardwalk than, than Bill's Hero. Bill's Hero is like almost, it's like halfway oh, yeah, between right. seasons yeah. and resorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Ignore me. All right. So anyway, Poncho's, Poncho's Mexican Taqueria. So uh, it's somewhere that, that I have heard of and it is somewhere I'd like to check out. So number six, I know you're going to have problems with, though I don't, but it is actually the White House sub shop. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it's it's iconic. It is maybe the most iconic Atlantic City restaurant, even more so than Knife and Fork, just in like the number of people who know about it. I do need to go get an Italian sub. I have to it's, say, they're spectacular. Maybe like no onions for me, but you know. it has <laughs> pepper steak. Pepper steak. That was a mistake. Pepper mistake. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right. I'm fine with White House, even though I'm, no, I don't I, love I, it. I like you, the idea I, of White I House. I think you have to include it. I, I mean, yeah. you can't get around it in the top 10 list. Number seven, I don't know. Wow, this must like barely be, maybe it's east, east, or west to east. I don't know. So, Izakaya, which, fine. I mean, I went, I thought it was totally fine. But Yeah, how is that? Yeah, I don't understand the. It's, so it's it's not south to north; but... it's west to east, and Borgata is actually farther west than some of these other places. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I loved, loved, loved Zakaya, but this is based on an experience a very long time ago, so I'll uh-huh. defer to your no, recency. No. I think it was very good. I think if you went again, you would probably feel the same way about it that you felt the first time. It's just I think I don't like fancy food very much. So oh, okay, yeah. Number eight, which I. Th- I'm not sure if this is closed or not. You'll know better than me. Angeline, also at the Borgata. No, it's still there. It's still there. It does not get good reviews, though. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the Michael Simon place that's Michael Simon, sort yes. of new. Yeah. No, I have not heard great things about it. The people do not like the Angeline? That's what I see in all the Facebook groups. Hmm. Maybe this is more of like a food critic place than a Facebook group place. I don't know. I've never been, so I have no, no comment either way on the Angeline. So there's only two left? Only two left. And we're only at Borgata, so getting back to Caesars, finally, number nine, the Continental. Okay. Yeah. And they go out of their way to say Budokan gets, like, an honorable mention, basically, for being right next to it. But, ah, Continental was so good, man. It was really good. I think I'm already, like, having places in my head that they must have left out, so I'm interested to hear what this last place is. It's clearly nothing at Hard Rock, because yeah, Hard Rock's dining game. The Hard Rock Cafe, of course. Not on point, but what could it be? What do you think? Do you have any guesses up, up, way up at the end of the boardwalk? Could be American Cut. Could be the Amada. Amada's very good. Mm. You're in the right neighborhood, let's say, but it's not in the ocean. Capriccio? No. Tony Baloney's. Tony Baloney's? I went once to the Tony Baloney's in Atlantic City, and I know you have one near you in Jersey City. I thought it was totally fine, but it didn't blow me away. Tony but Bologna's, I know people, people love the Tony Baloney's. I like it. It's, 
I think it's interesting and they make interesting stuff for like the sort of junk food that it is. I don't think it needs to be on the, this list in the way that like White House does. And I wouldn't, and anybody who's in AC and like looking for a place to go, even no. in that area, I don't think I'd be like, oh, you should I go agree. check out White House. I, I mean, you I go, went, go check out uh, Tony Bologna's. Tony Bologna's. I, yeah. I went out of my way because you have to go out of your way to go to that Tony Bologna's. And it was like totally fine. And I was like, I don't need to do this again. Uh, you know, I think if you want like artisanal, like weird pizza toppings or whatever, it's probably up your alley and it's worth seeing. But it's not artisanal weird pizza toppings. It's I things like, it's like it's General So's pizza. I mean, General So's, yeah, chicken pizza or like a taco pizza. It's stuff that's like totally drunk food. I don't know. Or like not a cheesesteak smothered in all right. sorts of stuff. Mayonnaise and uh, not for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Amada is is very very good. I've been multiple times. I've never never, never been, and I've always thought it was very good. I'm I'm a little surprised Capriccio didn't make the list. I've also never been, so and it's always rated very highly for both brunch and dinner food at the resorts. Nero's not on the list. Like that, oh, I sort on. of understand. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a fine list. It's not egregious. It's a fine list. I don't, I don't think there's, like, anything, like, really egregious that they missed. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff that's come out more recently. Uh, I had something in my head that is more recent than this list was, and I now I can't even think of it. I mean, obviously, Jerry Longo's Martinis and Meatballs. Obviously. I've never been there. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously. By the way, have we talked about how wonderful the Bally's is? <laughs> Let me tell you about why you go <laughs> to the Bally's. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, it didn't list any of the dive bars. It should have listed, you know, Chelsea Pub and Inn. Obviously. I mean, I, I think, and like, maybe this is something we can think about and talk a little bit more about next episode, because I, I don't have any answers myself. But so Knife and Fork seems obvious. You have to have it. Chef Ola's seems obvious. Doc's seems obvious. And I think we both agree that White House needs to be on that list. But like, beyond that, is there anything that stands out to you that like, absolutely is a must do in Atlantic City? Uh, I'm surprised they don't have Cafe 2825. Yeah, that, that is, is surprising. very highly reviewed. I have not been, but I know you you have been, right? Yeah, it's very good, although it's just like very good heavy Italian. Mm -hmm. And like I feel like a lot of places do that well. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't have sitting in what used to be the literal alley at Angelo's Fairmount Tavern like we did last time. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Angelo's is great. By the way, did you see the news? I'm surprised you didn't put it in the agenda that a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, whoever, whichever, Norcross, had bought uh, Formica Grill. I did. Or see Formica Bread. Yeah. For, Formica, we were Formica. told by David Danzis. Yeah, yeah Formica. Uh, he did. That's a good point. They make the bread for the White House, as I understand it. Isn't That's that right. One? Friend of the podcast, George Norcross. I feel like I, one thing I'll appreciate about this list, though, is that there are things that aren't on this list. I, and I feel like when we started going to AC... If you made a top 10 list, it would have been pretty much this list for one thing. Uh, I, I agree. I think the list is, like, frankly, pretty good. I mean, there's, like, some quibbles. Like like I said, I don't think Tony Bologna's is great. But other than that, like, I'm interested in checking out Poncho's. Like, I have heard of it. I know it's supposed to be good. But, yeah, there's also stuff like, you know, Wingcraft and Rhythm and Spirits and... and well, Rhythm and Spirits, I think, is might be newer than this Right, list. but I'm saying, like, since we've started going, there is a lot of new stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I, as yeah. much as I mourn the like loss everything of the on Continental, F, certainly. I really want to check out Cuzzy's Pizza. Like, they keep posting things on Instagram that make me very hungry. So I want to go there. That's on, on, on Orange Loop. And so I do appreciate that there's been a real movement in good food. And also, I mean, part of that also is that we've just done a lot of stuff. Like, 
I actually was thinking before this trip, like if if my wife goes to bed at ten, do I want to just sit and play video poker like I always do, or do I want to go to Chef Vola's and eat a humongous field parmesan? No, from Tropicana you have the option to go on a very short walk to Tony's Baltimore Grill, oh, or Chelsea true. Pub and Inn, which are both excellent options. Mm. for just going and, and you know grabbing a pint and then heading back to the tables so uh you're not allowed uh you can do whatever you want but if you ever go to tony's baltimore grill and are not three sheets to the wind i don't want to hear about your opinion if it's bad that's a good point yeah no you can't do that sober yeah because i've been only once and i was way beyond drunk but it was just a magical experience oh yeah i was also yeah completely just beyond like four i was four sheets and uh <laughs> And yeah, I remember thinking like, this pizza is some of the best pizza I've ever eaten in my life. These wings are fantastic. And you know, they're just like frozen wings, probably, that they threw in a fryer. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel every time I eat the piccololi wings. Yeah. Oh, piccololi, obvious oversight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a whole second list of low-class joints that is includes Bill's Yerosuvlaki, the, the piccololi. Yes. Stuff like that. That would be an excellent list as well you know bull bull shots so i don't know if you are a subscriber to the atlantic city reddit but someone posted a couple weeks ago being like where can i get drugs or whatever in atlantic city where they they don't have them and and someone else replied you should just go to the popeyes on atlantic and indiana because people are always selling drugs there Because like, I'm, I'm just looking in Atlantic City on Google Maps now, and I saw that Popeyes, and it made me laugh, because apparently it's a good place to buy drugs. I gotta think it's not that hard to get <laughs> drugs in the Atlantic City. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we had a question from my brother that I forgot to add to the podcast, but I feel like we should save that one. For uh, we can save it for, for next time when we also have no content. Yeah, I'll probably forget again. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. Even the Google... Yeah, Tony Bologna says 4.2 stars, which is, like, good, not great, which is exactly how I would describe it. I think, yeah, I think that's about right. And I can just get it whenever, like, it's in Hoboken, so I'm also, like, a little bit, not jaded, but I don't rate it as highly, because it's not a specific Atlantic City thing. You know, it was good, because friend of the podcast, Amy S. Rosenberg, would never steer us wrong, the uh, pizza at the Steel Pier. Shockingly good pizza from a truck at the Steel Pier. Shockingly good. Uh, Kelsey's not on the list, I was a little surprised. Not that we've been to Kelsey's. But uh, it's supposed to be good, though, right? It's it is supposed to be soul, very, very soul good. food place, yep. I guess. Highly, highly rated. I certainly enjoyed Bore when I went. So. That was also good. Yes, the, my jambalaya was excellent. Very spicy, but good. Too new for the list. I would go. I want to go back to Bore. I want to go see some live music at Bore. What? I'm not made of money. Can't get in that side. <laughs> big, big cover charge. Yeah. No, no. I went in the restaurant side. Yes, that's a good point. We did do that. I got some weird CBD oil cocktail. Yes, you did. That, that is true. All right. Anyway, if you want to reach out to us or to our other listeners, you can do so to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for win. Find all of our amazing content at do for win.com. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions to do for win at gmail.com so he can ignore you. Any last words, Craig? Oh, buy, buy a shirt, by the way. Buy a shirt. Oh, yeah. Buy a shirt. Do that. Buy a shirt. And go to Bally's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times be re- everybody remember to, to rematch your your uh caesar's reward status and, back to Diamond. and also mgm both let's talk boardwalk empire 
before we give out some bad information about status matching. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, you don't need to do anything. You've got plenty of time. <laughs> well, the good thing is all the hotels have like extended status through infinity. So the matchback is like this permanent option so far, it seems. Do you want to talk about season four, episode eight of Boardwalk Empire, two thirds of the way through this season? As promised, I think the, the main thing that happened... And by when I say as promised, I mean as promised by Craig Stone. A, made, a major character died in Pernsley, so yeah, don't have to worry about him anymore, I guess. So basically what happened is, I don't have any idea what her name is, came up to Atlantic City from Florida with the first shipment of booze. Her name is Sally. I have Sally. a name for once. Yes. Yes. I'm so proud of Always myself. Always wearing very low-cut tops. I had to say the best part of the episode for me was how when Doyle went out with her that night, how his hair was nicely combed or whatever. Just like absolutely perfect. I, we didn't think like three episodes into this, into the first season, we were completely convinced that Doyle would not make it through season uh, one. Yeah, he was always like the favorite to die, be the first main character that died. And yet here he is. And he's he's so valuable to the show. Just adds so much to every episode that he's in. Just great. Uh So the FBI dude, Tolliver, I guess, or Knox or whatever (laughs) you want to call him, kind of figures out through, you know, his wonderful leadership style that that Eli's son's roommate is in jail for a murder. And, you know, it might be actually be Eli's son that made some murder happen. Uh, so he met up with Eli in a local establishment and, uh, it seems like convinced him to cooperate, though we didn't actually get confirmation on that. That's true. They said just one little nod, but we didn't actually see the nod. <laughs> we don't know what's happening. It's presumed. Yeah. But I think the, the most of the main point of the episode was the Chalky versus Narcisse thing. We got to see Chalky burn a bunch of the heroin or whatever that he found at the more or less heroin house that got raided and had personally kill the guy who was running the heroin house very conveniently before Chucky could talk to him. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the episode, Pernsley more or less goes to meet Chucky while he was at his uh, singer friend's place to kill him. But then they got into a fight and Pernsley was going to kill Chucky, but the singer who it seems like is falling for Chucky a bit ends up killing Pernsley, so I presumably we will see, you know, both of them against Pernsley for the rest of the season. Who knows what's going to happen with with Chalky and his wife, but, you know, these things happen. Yeah, and they also set up that uh, the reason it seems like Nucky will be heavily on Chalky's side is that the mayor, Mayor Bader, indeed, of Baderfield fame, needs Chalky to rally his people to... Vote for Bader to keep him in office and keep, you know, someone in the mayor position that Nucky has under his thumb. Otherwise, Narcisse could just put anybody he wants into the mayorship. His his people. Yes. That's what got Joe Rogan in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> so then, uh, the other thing, also, Willie, who is Eli's son, is going to start working a low-level job for Nucky, which is actually at in Mayor Bader's office. Ed Bader's office, yes. And I think that's pretty much it. That's, I mean, a lot happened. That was a lot of stuff. Uh, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was totally fine. I really liked it. I thought it sets up a lot. I thought I f- think it finally sets up the Chalky-Narcisse conflict in a way that makes sense 
for yep. like to get everyone involved, which I think is good because I was a little bit like they just kind of hate each other and like it. It makes sense that the singer would kind of turn on Narcisse a bit because he's pure evil <laughs> yeah. and Jockey's like a fairly decent man, all things considered. Yeah, for somebody who's you know sleeping right. with the singer at his club. Right, right, you know, but uh, these things happen, Greg. You can't judge. You can't judge people on, on something like that. You got to compare him to, uh, you know, who he's up against, and right, pretty clearly comes out ahead. I thought it was very, very obvious throughout that whole fight scene between Pernsley yes. and Chalky that it was quite clear that that what was going to happen the whole time. Yes, that that singer was going to be the one, especially like Pernsley strangling Chalky and Chalky's holding his head up, and it's like the singer's either grabbing the gun and going to shoot him in the head right now or stab him in the back. Mm-hmm. And, that is exactly what happened. Got to see Chalky cut his mouth open like the Joker. That was, yeah, that was a little intense. I, I know you love gratuitous violence, so. Uh, what else? The FBI guys, all the FBI guys, you mentioned the... His wonderful leadership style? Leadership style. style. Uh, it's wonderful. Like, I, as a boss myself, I feel like I need to take some lessons. Yeah. I, actually, I do, I like uh, the actor who plays Knox slash Tolliver, is it Tolliver? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think he's good. I saw him in a movie, that some indie movie, and he was good in that too. But he can sort of play back and forth between like the super stiff side and and like the bad guy side. And the other FBI guys, the delivery is like so overly stiff. It's like, is this a style choice? Or are they just really bad at acting? It was, it was a little bit stood out to me. Got to see uh, Eli's son just laying in bed listening to Nucky Sleep with me. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> I had flashbacks to our wonderful Bally's night together in the Claridge Tower. I think that's why they put the scene in because they were that's... like, they know that this is an authentic Atlantic City experience. That's right, we do. It was it was very loud, just like it was for Eli's son. So so we've got four four more episodes this season, and then only eight next season. Is that what you've told me? Yeah, short season. So basically, one regular season worth of episodes left. That's it. We're getting to the end. I mean, it's still like every week. I feel like I have to be dragged to watch Boardwalk Empire, even though I always kind of enjoy it like i'm never unhappy i did it afterwards so i think drawing it out has made it feel like more of a chore like if i was just watching it whenever we would have finished it a year ago (laughs) but yeah i mean it's a good show but i i do feel like yeah it's totally fine it's if you're looking for something to watch it's fine i was listening to another podcast and they were talking it up and i was sort of like is it that good though like, is it really worth recommending people now go out and, and find this show in 2022 when there's so much other good television on? And I think it's, you know, it's worth watching, I guess. If you're a huge know. Atlantic City fan, it's, yeah. it's worth watching. I think if you're into all those, like, you know, Sopranos and, if you, and stuff, if you're it's into, probably like, it. If you're into the mob and, like, turn of last century, then it's worth watching, too, I think. Yeah. And that's where we leave it. And since we've summed that up, I don't think we even need to watch the last 12 episodes. All right. I look forward to our new future of not watching more Rock of Fire. I don't think we even need to record any future episodes of the Two for Win. I mean, we've made enough money from the greatest casino on earth. Chickies and Sweets? Valley's Enterprises. <laughs> Go get your Jerry Longos meatballs right. and martinis. They are delicious. I do want to add to the water dog there. It looks kind of interesting. I'd like to go there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Bagels and barbecue. What else could you ask for? Anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful time. And don't go to Bally's. That place sucks. <laughs> I thought you liked Bally's. What? Until they <laughs> stiffed me. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Come on. Uh, Just like Cart Rock. Just like Borgata, really. <laughs> all right. Anyway, we'll talk to you all in a few weeks. A few? 
But White House is north of the outlets. White House is not north of the outlets. It is south of the the outlets. So you come in and you turn right to go to White House. It's right next to Angelo's Fairmont Tavern. And the outlets are kind of straight or even to the left a little bit on the AC Expressway. Yeah, to the left. White House is to the right. Oh, we're going north to south. South to north. What? Knife and Fork was the first restaurant. That's all the way yes, down yes, yes. here. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm turned around. Never all mind. Right. Ignore me. Edit all this out. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Cut Keep this out in. to make Craig not look like an idiot. <laughs>